Lord, we thank you for this morning. We ask you to open your word to us this morning. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Try to keep it too long. A preacher says that all the time. Yeah, so I better stop saying that. <laughs> Turn with me to Jeremiah real quick. One of my favorite books in the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7. What a powerful book. I'm going to give you a little insight on the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called by God to preach to the nation of Judah. See, when God, when Solomon came around, God had kept the nation of, of Israel and, and, and Judah and under David too for a while as one. But Solomon came around and, 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 and he rebelled against the Lord and God divided Israel and Judah. There were two tribes that stayed with David's seed and there was two tribes went somewhere else, ten tribes went somewhere else. There was battles taking place in these, uh, I'm trying to give you a little insight, in these nations because they were fighting God. They didn't want to obey God. They, one good king would come and there'd come a bad one. You know, one, one woman would come and he'd do what is right and there comes a bad king and he would turn it completely around and start following sin and Baal and false gods. Jeremiah's prophesied in right at the end of the destruction of the nation of Judah. When Nebuchadnezzar is fixing to come and take all the nation away and put them into bondage because they would not obey God. My Lord Jesus. Jeremiah seems to be the only prophet at that time. Now they had some little prophets here. But Jeremiah seems to be the main prophet to warn the nation of Judah. Turn from your wicked ways. Stop sinning against God. Obey his voice. Stop living in sin. Well, that's a word you don't hear too much no more. You're a backslidden nation. You're like a, like you're playing the spiritual hordism. Or you're playing the harlot with, with another God. Committing spiritual adultery. And God is angry. Don't think for a minute God don't get angry. He does. And God has got a grace time and a period where he allows people to, to, to turn back to him. And unfortunately, some of them don't. God's mercy is vast. But there is a mercy line. Where if you cross it, you're in trouble. And what I'm saying by that, God is commanding us to walk a certain way. The only way you're going to fellowship with God, if you're not living in sin... Come on, somebody. Here. Oh, you don't hear it. Listen, I heard a preacher, a Baptist minister. He turned my stomach. He made everybody feel just good like they were, thinking they were going to heaven. That ain't true. My Lord, I'm going to preach this morning. Might be short, but I'll preach. <laughs> you can't live like hell and get to heaven. Come on. Can't follow the ways of Satan and expect to get into glory one day. It's not going to happen. Now, I've been ser serving the Lord 30-something years right now, and I'm still changing. I'd be lying to you say, I don't get upset. <laughs> I don't get angry sometimes. I doubt God sometimes. 
But it don't take long for the Holy Spirit to say, Lanny, hold it now. You're going to have to turn from that and amend that and make sure. Listen, we can stop and play, play church all we want. Coming here don't save you. Uh-oh. Oh, listen. This is a wonderful place. I love this place. I, uh, you know, I, I want to serve in this. But this building is not going to save you. Just because you came this morning and sang some songs, that won't save you. Hearing me ain't going to save you. It's hearing God's word and obeying it. That'll save you. It's following what the Lord says, right? Amen. Jeremiah, in chapter 4, verse 3, and the Lord's given a word to Jeremiah to give to the people. For thus says the Lanny. <laughs> Jeremiah, chapter 3, chapter 4, verse 3. That's what I said? I'm sorry. I did say seven. I'm in the wrong place. Well, I'm sorry. Go to seven. I'm going to come back to that four. I have it written down, but I, I'm a mixed up person. <laughs> you see, I'm not perfect. <laughs> All right. I guess you can start verse one. Yeah, chapter seven. And the whole passage about this, this, this emphasis is don't trust in lying words. Because there were many people prophesying during the days of Jeremiah, false prophets, saying, God's going to bless you. God's going to give you everything you want. Don't worry about what Jeremiah is saying. Uh, we're going to prosper. We're going to dominate. Listen, this was lies because they were in sin. Don't you never prosper in a sinful situation. You're not going to find God living in sin. Come on, somebody. I'm going to preach. I said, you're never going to find God living in sin. I don't care what prophet comes over the television and the radio says, every day is a Friday. It's just wonderful. God loves everybody. Let me tell you something. That is a lying tongue. That's lying words. God doesn't love sin, and he doesn't love what you're in, praise God. And it gets God angry. God destroyed the whole world in the days of Noah because of sin. He burned Five cities along the Dead Sea called Sodom and Gomorrah. And they had a couple more other ones because of sin. Well, God's different today. No, he's not different. <laughs> he's not. I prayed this morning for our very nation, America. I said, Lord, if you can find 50 righteous. Don't, can't you spare America for the, the righteous that are here? I remember Abraham prayed that in the book of Genesis. When Lot, his nephew, was in Sodom before God was fixing to burn it. Can't you spare it for the righteous sake? God said, if I find 10 in that city, I won't burn it. Couldn't even find 10. Oh, it's bad today. Listen, look at our own country. Things that used to make us blush. It's just freely. Listen, I saw something yesterday, and I'm not going to tell you what I saw. Well, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to tell you who I saw it by. Some little girls, maybe 12 years old, shaking their they rear end, and, and look, they're wearing bras, uh, sliding on a slip and slide. I said, listen, that, that's sick. Listen, that's the way we're going. 12, can't be more than 12 or 13 years old, if not younger. In public. 
a bra, just a white bra one of them had on, and they were just shaking their little behinds, and, and they, they were just having a good, God hates that. Something that we used to blush at. These little girls should be playing with uh, Barbie dolls, man, and they, they, they just strutting their stuff already. That anger's God. Well, how far have we come as a nation? I'm sorry, how far have we come as a church? Because some long-haired hippie says he got saved. He puts a guitar on. He's shaking his, himself like, and, 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 and we call that Christian. I'm telling you, a lot of that music you hear today, a lot of that, that so-called Christian music ain't Christian at all. Because when it glorifies flesh, when it glorifies lust, when, it, when, you, when, when you have a, somebody up there fronting his stuff like he's some kind of, listen, it happens in the church. As long as I'm here, it's not going to happen here. I'm going to be honest with you. But it does happen in these big mega churches. Oh, they're up there, man, lights. And you ever saw that? Lights and glowing, uh, I mean, strobe lights. Looks like something like a disco house or something, man. Come on, be for real. It's a church. It's not an entertainment hall. It's not a, come on, Jesus. God is angry. And Jeremiah says it like this. He says, verse 2, stand in the gate. Of the Lord's house. Where? In the church of that day. Stand in the gates of the Lord's house. Proclaim a word. Who's he talking to? He's talking to people proclaiming to know the Lord. He says, amend your ways. What does that mean? Change the way you think. Stop doing what you're doing. Amend your ways. Turn away from the sins of this world. Anything that generates lust in your heart, turn away. Anything that generates pride in your heart, turn away. Anything that generates thoughts of evil in your heart, turn away. They will come into the church at that time, which was the temple. And they will say, oh man, the temple of the Lord. Oh man, I, I, I feel saved coming to church. I feel like, like I'm right with God because I stepped into this building. It's not true. As much as I love this place, this is not salvation. Just because you come here doesn't make you a Christian. Like I said, let's go to McDonald's, make you a hamburger. Amend your ways. The only way you're going to find fellowship with God is if you change your heart. Come on, somebody. Change your heart. If you've got pride in your heart, change your heart. If you've got lust in your heart, change. you've got hate in your heart, change your heart. Change me, oh God. Unforgiveness, one of the worst sins I guess a Christian can have a whole. Change your heart. Stop lying. Change your heart. Stop being prideful. Change your heart. Stop hating your brother and the sister in the Lord. Change your heart. Oh my God. <laughs> Amend your ways. Turn from your sin. We as people of God need to understand when God is trying to teach us something. I'm not just preaching to you, no. I'm preaching to me. <laughs> I don't like when I have the wrong feelings. I don't like when my, my thoughts are not right. Something is not pleasant to the Lord. I don't like it. If you're a Christian, you shouldn't like it. When you turn that television on and somebody, somebody's strutting in, 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 in what I call a glorified underwears, a bikini, turn your heart, turn that junk. Some men walking around with their pants hanging down, no shirt that's showing their muscles. Turn your heart. 
That's sin, man. I've done it, right? I might get some flap with you on the internet right now. But I might get some flap from it, but it's the truth. Come on, don't put no pictures of some gorgeous boy or gorgeous woman on the wall. I know young people, that's their thing now. Get rid of it. Burn it. Because it's it's sin. It ain't right. Stop desiring wicked things. Amend your heart. Turn to the Lord. You'll find hope. You'll find peace. Listen, I don't want to live no other way. I've been in this a while. And I'm telling you, the more I go, the further I want to pull away from the world. Because the Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, son, turn the world off. I'm not saying you got to live in it. You got to work in it. We got to do, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the system. I'm so, I'm so disgusted with what I see on television today. It's unreal. I can't, I can't in my, my spirit sit there and watch the filth, the blaspheming, the mockery, the sin, the lust, the, the demonstration of everything the Bible condemns and hates. The Bible says God hates all hands are shed innocent blood. Listen, when you can kill babies and promote it on television, promote it on, listen, God hates it. When people go out there and strut their self with lust, God hates lust. That word abhor means to hate. And we got to live like, you know, listen, if it don't bother you, something's wrong. Next time you sit in front of a television set, just take five minutes and see what you see. And tell me I ain't right. Come on, somebody. All we're doing is promoting division. All it's doing is promoting hate. Dividing the blacks and the whites and the Hispanics. Dividing the Indian Americans from the whites. It's all, all about division. Let's divide this. And if we can get everybody mad enough, we can take over. We can destroy everything. That's Satan's way of doing it. See, Satan is divided. He divides people. The Bible says, mark those that call division among you and have no part with them. God wants his people together in unity and love. The, the, the thing that he wants to do the more, Satan wants to do the most, is divide believers. Maybe somebody ain't as spiritual as you. Give them time to grow. Come on, somebody. And when, you, when, when people get around and start dressing religious and looking religious and say, they ought to dress like me. No, they don't need to dress like you. You dress like Jesus. Start looking like, listen, I, I, I've dealt with that a lot. They got people that, women that wear long dresses and, and they wear long tongues with them too. They got men that dress up all religious and they're lusting after somebody else's wife. Come on, somebody. That is sin. I don't care if you go to church. You can say, oh, this is our church. This is the temple of the Lord. The temple of the Lord. Look how wonderful. We're here. We're saved because we're here. No, you're not saved because you're here. <laughs> As much as I want you to come in church, don't, the Bible commands us not. Church is commanded by the Lord. Do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. But don't think stepping in those doors, unless you're submitting to what, I, what the Word of God is saying, is going to change you. It's not. The Word will change you. The Holy Spirit will change you. My life, i got to look at my life and say, God, what is not pleasing in my life? Right? I can't do that for my wife. i got to do it for me. What is not pleasing? What's not right in my life? How could I change my life? Come on, somebody. How can I mend my ways to make it more perfect in your will, Lord God? Come on, somebody. That's the prayer we need to all be praying. How can I change my heart? Lord, help me. Show me. And when God starts showing 
use some stuff. You say, oh, no, I don't want to change that, Lord. <laughs> you mean I got to love that person that I hate? <laughs> you got to love that, love that, that, that person? I got, I got to, you know, you mean I can't have pride in my heart? I can't brag on myself? <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than your amen. <laughs> Amend your ways. Amend your ways. Amend your ways. See, I can't change you. You know, a lot of people put their confidence in a pastor. Don't. Okay? Put your confidence in the Lord. Because I'm, I'm I, I, I could fail you. Come on, somebody. I, I, I could hurt you. And you could do the same thing to me. Because if I'm not trusting in the Lord, then anything I'm going to say is going to hurt you. Because if it's not led by the Spirit of God, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more, maybe more hard, harm than I'm doing good. I told my son, I mean Isaac, he works with me. I said, son, a church without the Holy Ghost is not God's church. I don't care if they're Baptist. I don't care if they're Catholic. I don't care if they're Methodist. I don't care if they're, I don't care if they're quarter home full gospel. If the Holy Spirit is not here, listen to me, then it's not God's church. I disagree. Well, you can disagree all you want. My Bible says in the book of Acts, he told Jesus, said, y'all wait, y'all been doing it with power from on high. If they needed the Holy Ghost, what makes you think we don't need it? People start saying like, oh, miracles are not for today. Uh, uh, all that's not for today. You know what that is? That's a sorry excuse for unbelief because they don't have enough faith to believe God to see miracles. We saw one last week over here. Now the devil's attacking him again. He's, he's attacking his body. He walked a whole year. Hadn't walked. Stood up and walked to the back of that church. Back and forth. God's doing miracles. God is doing miracles. I didn't go touch him. Nobody went by him. He heard. He believed what he heard. <laughs> That's what happened. He believed what he heard. He got up <laughs> and walked. <laughs> he didn't he want to heal because of me. Are you? He believed God. Come on, somebody. It's time we start amending our faith. <laughs> That's the first thing we need to start with. We need to start believing what God says. Well, I like going to church, huh? but all that, you know, Christian stuff and trying to believe all that stuff. You know, listen, you better stand on that, praise God, because that is the foundation. If you don't believe God's word, you're wasting his time. Come on. Amend your ways. Amend your ways. Turn from your sins and ask the Lord to change you. You know, I'm the pastor here. I'm not God. Oh, Lord, very far from me. The Holy Spirit has to be your teacher. The Bible says don't lord over the people. You can't, I can't go to your house and tell you what to do and not to do and not to do. You come to church. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you. But still, you have to make the decision yourself. You have to obey God yourself. I can't go and, well, this is my list of what you think, I think you need to do. You have to let the Holy Spirit teach you what to do. I'm here to tell you what the Word says. And it's up to you whether you're going to use it or not. But you're missing out if you're not going to obey the Lord. Amend your ways. Faith is the first thing we need to amend. It, are, you, are you believing God? 
but are you believing him? <laughs> Come on. There's not a person in this room I don't think don't believe in God. But do you believe him? Are you standing on what he says? Are you standing on this book? If God says it in his book, it's right. Come on, somebody. If God says it in his book, it's right. The promise he gives in his word. Amend your ways. And let me finish reading this and I'm, I'm going to go on to something else. Well, another scripture. Stand in the gates of the Lord's house and proclaim there is a word. This word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all ye Judah, who enter in at these gates to worship. And I could put all you that enter into that door of Cotahone Fellowship to worship. All you come through that door. Here's the word of the Lord. He says, and I'm just putting us in there, okay? I know he's talking about you. He's talking to anybody that comes into the house of God to worship. And know what's the matter with people? They're scared to get close to God. <laughs> come on, somebody. They're scared to get close to his word. I was like that for a while. I said, God, how can I, how can I fulfill what do you want me to do? How can I fulfill what your word says? He said, trust me, son. Trust me and believe what I said and, and, and let the Holy Spirit empower. There, there's not a lost person in the world that can keep this book. There's some Christians that got problems with it. But they're growing. Amen? If, you, if you're, not, you, you, you're not spiritual giant yet, don't worry. Listen, if you're just starting off with the Lord, that's fine. But I'm talking about people that's been sitting in church 20 years, 30 years, and ain't, ain't, ain't changed one bit. Something is wrong. But it's not too late. You can start right now today. You can amend those ways today. Today is a new day. Today is a new start. Thank God he's long-suffering. Thank God he's merciful, okay? Thank God he loves us. Thank God he's patient with us. Lord, I need a lot of patience. And in a hurry. <laughs> you know, we got we to gotta grow with the Lord. We got to understand God is patient with us. As long as you're in the faith. You can't live for God on Sunday and live like the devil outside those walls. It ain't going to happen. You have to make a decision. I'm going to serve Jesus. As much as I love my wife, I can't make that decision for her. She has to make that decision. Right? You've got to make that decision. All of y'all in the back, you have to make a decision, personal decision, that I'm going to obey God. And it's not my fault if you don't. It's your fault. Because if you know what is right and you don't do it, it's sin, right? Uh oh. <laughs> if you know what to do is what is right and you don't do it, it's sin. That's what the Bible teaches, okay? Turn with me. Uh, let's see, where I'm going. <laughs> Chapter four now, <laughs> first three. <laughs> All right. There's no way I can preach. I'm not going to be that too much longer. I just want to get a point across. You know, the Bible talks about follow ground. And what that is, is, is ground that hasn't been tilled. Or it has been tilled and it's been let to get hard. One time it was used, but now it's the grass has grown over. The, the ground has gotten hard. You can't plant anything on it. You, the, 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 the soil is hard. 
So Jesus made a, com a comment and said, put in your hands to the plow and don't look back. See, the, the ground has to be ready for seed, right? Now, at one time, it, you might have been on fire for God, but you got cold. Right? And your ground, which was fertile, is hard. And now, Jeremiah, by the word of the Lord, is, is, is told by God, tell these people, break up the fallow ground. Come on. You know, I've watched Christians for years, and I, I've done it myself. I had to repent a lot of times. I had gotten to the point, I'm going to tell them. I, got, I was without feeling almost, sitting in church. And it was, so, it's such, it was such a depressing feeling. But God gave me love. <laughs> and God gave me forgiveness. And he gave me, I, I have a compassion for people. And I love people. You know? People hurt. You hurt with them. People, people are, are feeling depressed. You try to encourage them because you love them. But sometimes the life will pressure you so much. Everything is just bent, barring on top of you. And you turn around and, says, and say, where's God? I've lost my love for God. I've lost my heart for God. I've lost my joy for God. My Lord, I'm preaching. Hallelujah. I need to do something. I need to do something because if I don't, I'm going to die. One time I used to put my knees on the ground. The Spirit of God would come out and worship. I could feel the presence of the Lord. I could feel His anointing. I could feel His joy. Now it's just dry prayers. <laughs> All right. For thus said the Lord in verse 3. For thus said the Lord to the men of Judah in Jerusalem. Break up. Break up. Break up the fallow ground and do not sow among thorns. You can't grow anything. Try to grow tomatoes among thorns. Come on. Try to grow, try to grow something that's productive among something that's not productive. And you will get nothing. The life of the good plant will be drawn out and killed by the, 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 the thorns. Don't sow among thorns. You got to get that ground ready, right? You got to prepare that ground. And then you got to sow and plow it. Then you put the seed in the ground. You can't sow your seed among junk. How many know that unbelief is junk? How many know that doubt and fear and all that is thorns? Unforgiveness is nothing but thorns. You can't plant faith among thorns. Come on, somebody. You can't plant things. Jesus made it very clear when he talked about, you know, the vine. He said, he, I am the vine. My father is the husband. And, we are the, he's the, and he bears the fruit. You don't plant. You can't get a banana out of an a, 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 a apple tree, right? It doesn't, it ain't going to work. You, you plant an apple tree, you're going to get an apple tree, Right? Plant a banana tree. Don't try to get a, a, a cucumber out of a, a, a tomato plant. It ain't going to happen. And that's what a lot of Christians do. I'm going to try this out. You know, I'm going to try to plant this plant in, in the wrong place. I'll try to get something that is not going to produce anything but what it's, the seed produces. And if you sow in seeds of doubt, you're going to get death. 
you're going to get thorns. If you're sowing th- seeds of unbelief, you're going to get trouble. Listen, the hor- most horrible sin, I think, two things, pride and unforgiveness. Those two things are killers, man. Those two things are eat a Christian's heart out. Because they can't, and they wonder why I can't hear from God. If you have unforgiveness to somebody, forgive them today. Don't let that thing steal from you anymore. Don't let, don't, let it, don't let it kill you anymore. If you have doubt, don't let it kill you no more. If you got pride, don't let it kill you no more. Amend your ways. Say, this is not of God. I ain't going to live like this anymore. And don't, don't think me for, think I'm, I'm taking these things for granted. Because th- sometimes unbelief is hard. Sometimes unforgiveness is hard. I don't see why I want any, anybody want to be prideful but to lift up self. That's all I see. But it's hard. It takes away from the glory of God. Come on, somebody. Amend your ways. Break up the phylogram. God is a good God, okay? Ch- ch- chapter 23, of, verse 29 of Jeremiah. I'll show you something. Listen, me and Isaac was fixing the truck the other day. And I was putting a bushing in the ground. Bushing on the ground. In, in, in the uh, place for, for the springs. And I tell you what, we banged and we banged and we banged. But the God is. You know, the hammer. <laughs> we got two, three different sizes of hammers. We banged. And, we, and you know what? He's riding the truck today. But if we would have gave up with the first swing... Listen, God's words like that. God, let me read this to you because I, I want to share something. Verse 23, uh, chapter 23, verses uh, 29. Now this, I want you to drill in your head. Because I wanted you to picture what the word of God is like. It says the word of God is like what? Like fire, my, the word, this is not my word like fire, says the Lord. Fire burns, okay? Fire, listen, when you got a, a pile of trash in the back of your yard, a good way to get it, put some, put some flames to it. it, it it'll, it'll shrink it. Fire purifies. You know what I'm saying? I used to sing that song, purify my heart. And it, the whole principle of that is that, you know, when gold is being processed, you put heat to it, the junk will come to the top. See, and they'll skim that, the dirt or whatever to make the, the gold pure, all right? So heat does a lot. See, heat, when you go through heat as a Christian, don't deny it. Say, God, I'm in your will because he wants to get something out, Right? He wants, to, he wants to get the junk out of your life. And like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. <laughs> Every time God is teaching you something, Yvette, that the hammer's in. Bang. 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 Oh, God, it hurts. It's all right. Bang. You going to stop doing that, Lanny? Bang. You gonna stop doing that? You gonna listen to what I'm saying? Bang! You gonna obey my word? Bang! 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 After a while, it's nothing but powder, and they got some hard-headed rocks out there, right? <laughs> I mean, hard rocks. 
it's, you know, if you was an animal trainer, Hannah's good at it. My daughter Hannah, like she took some dogs and listen, they better not cross her. <laughs> listen, they better go use the bathroom when she Listen, they're going to feel it. But them dogs love the hell out of her. <laughs> They love her. They, they, listen, when she says, stop, the dog sits there. <laughs> I mean, look, listen, she got, listen, I couldn't do that. I ain't got a patient to train the dog. But she'll put him sitting down and she'll put a little, whatever, a candy or whatever on her nose. And that dog better not eat that, that till she says, it's okay now. <laughs> oh, she's good at it. You ought to see that. I have one of them that even knows how to count. She sits there, she says, one, two, three. Then she's, when it hears seven, it takes off. You can count one, two, three, four, five, six. It won't move till it says seven. Well, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we need to be like that with the Lord. <laughs> it's hard when you're learning and God's training you. It's not always easy. But after a while, you're going to get the point. God is saying, amend your ways. Break up the fallow ground. My word is like a hammer. It's going to break that hardness. It's going to shatter it in pieces. Listen, I was striking on that piece of metal, me and I, and man, it was frustrating. Oh, you hear, bang, 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 bang. But after a while, it got in place. Right? But you know, God is like that, y'all. Because it's not always easy when God is banging on you. Because believe it or not, your flesh doesn't want to obey God. But it's so hard. No, it's not hard. It's called the word I like to use is, is submit. If you know it's in the word, it says, God, it's your word. Who am I to argue with you? See, we have an enemy. It's called the devil. We got a holy trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But there's an unholy trinity, the world, the flesh, and the devil. They're equally, as good as God is, as blessed as you can do in your life, the devil is as equally evil. The flip side of all God can do for you, right? Yeah. I'm in your ways. I'm almost finished, y'all. I just want to bring that out tonight, this morning. Break up the fallow ground. The word is like a hammer. And I'm in your ways. Hosea, real quick. And this is going to be the last verse for today, okay? Hosea. Can we still use the Bible? Yep, yep. All right, well, that's good. Chapter 10, verse 12. Let me ask you, and listen, I don't, you don't have to even raise your hand. I can look in your face. <laughs> How many are perfect before the Lord? <laughs> I put my hand in my pocket. <laughs> no. <laughs> listen, I learned, thank God, he, thank God he's long-suffering, Okay. Because he'd have gave up on me a long time ago. Just because you mess up or you sin, it doesn't mean he's going to forsake you. Don't, don't, don't get the wrong message here this morning because you're his ch child. My boy Isaac, listen, he, listen, he's the one I whipped the most. You know, he's the one throwing the balls in the house and knocking pictures out of the out of, And he's the one you had to, listen. But God's making him a minister today. You know, he, he was more, more active than anyone. Boogie back there, seriously, totally different. 
Boogie, I don't remember even whipping him. How are you going to whip a boy that puts a coat on and plays Moses in the front yard with a stick? How, what are you going to do? <laughs> that, was his, that was his child playing time. He'd walk with, I can still see him with that little coat, but he had his little stick, man. He was, he was, he was Moses, hallelujah. He was playing. Listen, he, the best toy he ever had was the suit of armor. He saw it the other day. Right? We went to uh, Mardell's, it was, they still sell it. The little suit of the breastplate of righteousness, the suit of the spirit, sword of the, it was in a box. I said, but he said, look. <laughs> How you going to whip somebody like that? <laughs> You know, and, and that, was, that was his day. He, he went outside. That's what he would do. He had a little suit of armor on instead. <laughs> had a little helmet on, man. He had a sword. He was going to take the devil. But Isaac, <laughs> you know, he's, listen, good boy. He, Isaac's got a repentant heart. It don't take long. He'll get mad or something. He said, Dad, I'm sorry. I love that about my son. He'll come. He realizes he's. And he'll, he'll, <laughs> one day when he was working, he got mad at me. Went to his house. I said, go to your house, son. I said, I don't need all that frustration. And he said, daddy. Rah, rah, rah. I said, go to your house, son. And he walked, he left. He called me, dad, I'm sorry. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and you look at that and you see two boys that fear the Lord, both of them, want to serve God with their life. Two different characters, Right? One's a little hard-headed than the other. And you know what? (laughs) I'm going to shock you. Uh, Well, well, wait, that's what I'm fixing to say. What they got, I gave them. (laughs) The hard-headedness and the submission. My daughter Hannah, look, seriously, I'm telling all my kids, because they all got a part of me, but I... I dropped her at the airport. She's in Maine, right? She's back coming like this. She's working in about New York over there. She's coming back today. On a, on, I can't get on an airplane. I don't know how she does it, but with, with her, she, she's up there. She's coming. And I took that. I said, why are you so determined? Where you learn that from? You. Because <laughs> when I got something to do, I got to do it. All right? I got to finish. I got I to gotta make it happen. I just can't sit, go sit in my chair and say, well, I'll get it another day. That's just not how I am. Yeah. Well, with the truck, the same thing with the truck. He, he said, Daddy, give up, Daddy, give up, Daddy. And I'm, I'm banging. I'm, all of a sudden, guess what? Just after, I knocked that thing in place. Screwed it up. He said, Daddy, you'd never give up. <laughs> you know what? If you give up, that's just how I see things. I might, you'll pray for me. If you give up, you might not go back to it. Because I have a business. I have to, the, the truck's got to be running. If they're not running, we don't make money. And if we don't make money, we can't buy food. Can't pay bills. In my mind, if, if them trucks got to be gone. When they stop, money stops. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it's not that. I want, Listen, I'd rather be here preaching, but I can't right now. Full time. I like to be going to your house, your house, your house, and praying with you and encouraging. I'd love to do that. And I'm going to do it one day. God spoke to me the other day. He says, I want you to take care of this church. He said, you, you here. I said, Lord, I'll preach here to you. I die. That's what you want. But there's, there's things I've got I to gotta bring in line with the Lord. If my job, if my business, or, or even the church causes me stress, then I'm not in line with the Lord. 
You understand where I'm coming from? I got to amend something. And I learned just lately, especially lately, that if God's word says it, I'm going to trust it. I can't go to somebody else and say, what do you think? When I know plainly what God says. You know, I'm not against counsel. You can get counsel from, you know. But I'm saying, if I'm looking for another answer other than what God says, come on, somebody. Then what's, what's happening? I'm not trusting him. So I got to go to the book first and see what it says. If I don't understand it, I'll find a preacher, a minister, somebody can, you know, I can talk to. But as long as it's plain like this right here, the hammer, the word of God, break it, the rock in pieces. I know what that means. Me and you, we got some rocks in our life. Right? In our faith. And God's, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's going to break that rock as long as you stay there and let him do it. <laughs> right? Come on, Holy Ghost. You have to let the word of God break you. There's things that's not right in your life, let it break you. I can promise you 100% guarantee that you're going to have a better life. Come on. I'm telling you right now. I'm not telling you you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not telling you to drive the fanciest car. I'm not going to tell you your wife and your husband are going to treat you right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about faith-wise. Amen. If you have faith to operate, things will change. Praise God. And God has to break that rock. Can you see it hitting you? If you were to sit down and watch me and Isaac hit on that piece of iron, bing, 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 constantly, man. It got in place, though. Took a while. Chance was there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, right out straight, I wasn't singing Kumbaya. <laughs> but I didn't curse God. Thank you, Jesus. And I didn't doubt God. Thank you, Jesus. And I, th I realized that I had to keep hitting it. You know, Kevin, I got to keep hitting it. I got to keep hitting it till I get it. I need that truck. I need it to work. Boy, we getting... <laughs> you will have victory. Right. You know how many times, remember last Sunday we talked about Pharaoh letting my people go. You know how many times I heard that this week from other preachers? And I had never heard it from nobody. Till I said it Sunday. After that, they were all talking. They were singing. Uh, uh, what's that song we sing? Uh, Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh, let my people. I said, listen to this. <laughs> wow. It's like everybody had the same message. <laughs> singing them and preaching it. And I, I said, man, come on. <laughs> let my people go. Yeah. And I, I tell you the truth, I didn't hear it. I, I, I didn't know what they were preaching, seriously. And that was just confirmation. That was, that was God's Sunday. When that man got up, he didn't believe me. He believed what God said. The word that was spoken. I'm looking, he's standing up behind there. So he's on his feet. He hadn't stood up in a year. And he said he didn't ever walked in a year. He walked right across back to Sister Ethan by the island, back and forth. Because he believed God. Faith had to activate in his life. I can't give him my faith. He's going to have to believe it for himself. I agree with him. Thank God we come together in faith. And, but that's something that has to happen in each one of our hearts. You have to believe God yourself and apply that word. Amen? Amen. I'm going to read this and I'm going to finish, okay? <laughs> How many of you are perfect in here? Don't raise your hand. Because <laughs> we're going to have to talk about lying. 
<laughs> I had one boy, I was preaching, I was talking to him. He says, I'm perfect. I said, well, first of all, you just lied. <laughs> you, broke, you broke God's word. <laughs> You're not perfect. It doesn't give an excuse not to be, though. Come on, somebody. It doesn't say, oh, nobody's perfect. We just live our life as we can. That's not what I'm telling you at all, praise God. You strive to be perfect. You strive to obey God. You strive to do what is right. Listen, when I don't do what is right, I feel it. I'm not going to sleep at night. I'm not going to sleep at all. When I know inside there's something wrong, Sister Ethel, I'm not going to sleep. Because it's not, it's between me and God. There's something that doesn't please God in my life, I'm going to know it. Come on, and you too. There's something that's not going to be right in your life, you're going to know it. It ain't going to take long. If you have the Lord in your life, and you want God to be Lord of your life, believe me, he's going to, he's going to speak. Somebody says, God never talks to me. Oh, yeah? Curse him and see what, what he does. Oh, no, I'll never do that. <laughs> God don't hear you. Why don't you curse him? Because <laughs> he, he does hear. <laughs> so that's why we don't. <laughs> All right. Somebody say, I'm glad I came to church. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I'm only funny with you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sow for yourself in what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Reap in what? Mercy. Break up the fallow ground for it is what? Time to seek God. Ooh, <laughs> preach. <laughs> Break up the fallow ground. Listen, we sell dirt and all kind of stuff in our, our business. Listen, people are happy when they see good dirt. Oh, sometimes I got to bring old dirt. Dirt, this ain't good at. Well, you wanted some. That's all I could get. But when I bring the good stuff, the stuff you can run through your fingers, oh, they like that. You know what? That dirt was processed. It had choppers put on it. It was cut up. Now you can put it in your flower bed, or you can put it in your garden, or tomato plants, or whatever. You got to have good soil. See, that seed has to be able to penetrate. And it's not going to pe penetrate to a clump of dirt. You got to break it, right? Yep. Says you reap, you sow in righteousness. And he said you reap in, in, in the Lord. But he says it's time to seek the Lord. Now I'm going to ask you a question. And how many are having problems today? Okay, probably everybody in this place. Something that is serious, serious. I'm talking about, I'm talking about problems that are weighing on your heart. Things that are, are not, you know, there's something uncomfortable. There's something that you know that you need to, and, and you try to pray, but you just can't reach God. Come on, somebody. You got, to, you got to put that plow in the ground. And you got to break that heart up. You got to get it ready and prepared for the word, which is that seed God wants to plant in your heart. You know, my, I pray for my children every day. You know what? You know what the hope I have in my children being saved? For, for when since they're babies, me and Janice stole them the word. So Janice planted the word in their life. And even if they go astray, I gotta remember that word is still there. And when they're gonna come to the time in their life when they're gonna face troubles, they're gonna remember the word. They're gonna remember God's promise. 
That's just me, okay? I don't know if you feel that same way. But I have confidence that all my children will be saved. Listen to me, Delilah. I know you're praying for yours. All my children, because I planted the seed of God, the word, that word does something you and me can't do, all right? It'll bring them through the toughest times in their life, the trials they're facing. Don't give up because it doesn't seem like they're doing right. <laughs> See, they heard something. When you said, you better believe God or you're going to die. You're going to face the judgment. You better, you better turn to the Lord or you never get you, you, yourself straight now. God is the answer. God is the way. It's not too late to pray for him. A young lady sitting right there. You, you got a good story, baby. You got to remember God is your God, your, your, your leader. And, and sow that word. You talked about with us. Sow that word into your heart. Right now, please. You're young. Because when you get older, it seems to get harder. I know some stubborn old people. Janice, I'll touch She works with her mom every day. She knows. They just don't. Listen. Get the seed in now. It's easier, it seems like, when you're younger. That's why... All of us are growing in the Lord, but now, right now, put, it, put the word to test right now in your life and plan it. And you know what? You're going to have victory. And it's time to seek the Lord, but you've got to get the heart right. Come on, somebody. Listen, I've been in this thing, like I said, a while, and I notice when my prayers are not effective. It's when my heart gets hard. The ground gets hard. I haven't plowed it in prayer. I haven't plowed it in faith. I haven't plowed it in trusting in God. It's just that I'm just, I'm just assuming God's going to do what he's got to do. And, and, and all of a sudden, the grass starts growing over it. You know what I mean? And it starts getting hard. And when you try to put a tomato plant seed in there or something good you can eat, it won't come. And listen, before I finish, it hurts to plow. <laughs> listen to me. Listen, that old dirt cries when, that dirt, when you put that... That plow in, the, in it. But let it hurt. Because I can tell you, if, if you do it now, especially in the times we're living in right now, we need more faith than we ever needed. We need God's word to be alive more than it's ever been. Because I am not looking to the government. I'm not looking to religion. I'm not looking to a man or a woman. I'm looking to Jesus. I told my son there, I said, son, don't never put your hand in the confidence of man. Listen, not, not even me. Because I could, I could fail you. I'm a human being. I got flesh. And if I tell you I'm going to do everything right in this church, I'd lie to you. Listen, I'm not perfect. But if I do something wrong, I know it's wrong. And I sit in my pride and say, I'm not telling you. That, that's sin. I got to go to you and say, I was wrong. I had to be corrected a lot of times by preachers in this church. That was, that was trying to teach me something, okay? I don't want to be part of the world. Seriously, I'm at the point. I don't know where you're at in your faith, seriously. I hope all y'all are in good shape with the Lord. But for me, I know where I'm at. And I'm getting to the point where I just don't want to be part of nothing that's coming. Because I can't, I can't trust in what I'm seeing anymore. I can't trust in society and, 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 and what we see. Something's going to happen. You know? I wish I could see something different. If America doesn't repent, we're in trouble. I can't see this 
group of people leading this country any further. You know, we're confusing our young people. We're confusing. We, we, I mean, it's horrible telling them that they can be a girl when they're a boy and a boy when they're a girl. That is, that is stupid. Amen. Trying to pass laws to protect the prof profanity in their mind. To make them think it's okay and it's not okay. And these people lead in this country. And they want to they they tell me how to live my life. They ain't even saved. They, 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 a lot of them, they, they don't know the Lord. I'm not saying they ain't got no Christians in the government. But right now, I don't see nothing promising. All right? And as long as we continue, the, mo the thing we need the most right now, for you, okay? For me, is this book. Because, you know, men have tried to burn this thing and get rid of it all through history. I said that already. One man, he stood up. He said, I'm going to fight the Bible. He says, I ain't going to be another Bible. I'm going to burn every Bible in the planet. No Bibles will be produced. Guess what's happening right now? In his very house, they're producing printing Bibles. And he's dead and gone. In his own house. <laughs> don't mock God. <laughs> don't tell God what he can do. You don't make the decisions. God makes the decisions, right? And all through history, they try to get rid of this. Come on. When they try to bury it, it comes out of the caves through the Dead Sea Scrolls. I saw that the other day. I said, man, the, the word comes out everywhere. Everywhere that they overturn a piece of stone. The Bible, I was still seeing that yesterday about, about stones, talking about Noah's Ark, the flood. Oh, written, on, written on, not on pages, but on rocks. After a while, they're going to say, you know what, we better stop doing that. <laughs> we can't fight God. <laughs> Come on, let's stand up, praise God. And listen, I don't want hands. Seriously, I just want you to ask yourself. And believe me, it's not one of my favorite messages. I wish everybody had it together. Seriously. I want you to ask yourself, am I, am I right with God? Is my, is my heart right with God? If there's things I need to amend in my life to turn around. And you ask yourself that question. And listen, nobody, nobody's going to point you out. Believe me, I, I can't do it. I'm not your judge. I can only know what you tell me. You know what I'm saying? I had somebody ask the other day, are you right with the Lord? Oh, yeah. I said, well, he said he's right with the Lord. Or she's right with the Lord. I can't. I mean, they, they're making a testimony, a confession. But it's between them and God, right? And I wish... I wish I could make you believe, but I can't. God's the only, Holy Spirit's the only one that's going to do that, right? I want to pray with you, okay? And just, 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 just bow your head. Just let me pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. And I ask you, Father God, for every heart that's here today, God, you would touch and deal with, including myself, whatever's not right, in our hearts, Lord God. Whatever's not pleasing to you, whatever's not just and holy, take it out. Show us. Teach us, Father God, how to follow you. Teach us how to obey you, God. Teach us how to live for you, Father. To live in peace. Father, help us to follow the ways of, the, of your word. 
Not to follow lying lips. Not to follow lying prophets. Not to follow lying people that tell us, oh, that's okay. When we know in our heart it's not. We know in our heart it's not pleasing to you. God, I thank you. And I ask you to move mildly on this congregation this morning. And show us. Help us. If you really mean it, say, I want to live for Jesus. I want everybody to say it. I want to live for Jesus. If you really mean it. He heard you. In Jesus' name, amen.